The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! something, Ben. Alrighty. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Now, we've got a little bit of technical difficulties. For some reason, Facebook decided they were going to block me from doing videos today. So, Bob is letting us use his Facebook page, and we're doing a watch party on my page. And the Valley Patriot page once I can get it up, and then we'll try and uh, we'll try and get that worked out for. Uh, well, we got 18 more days in Facebook jail, I guess. So, um, and it was and it was uh, they said something that happened on September 4th, so it took me forever to scroll back to September 4th. <coughs> Excuse me, to find out that it was Antifa, the Antifa pussy dude video that we posted from the guy from Antifa that was harassing the cops when I got in his way, and he he went from. The cops suck, F you, you effing pigs. And then I got in his face and he was like, help, police, help. Are you going to do anything? I'm like, wow, doesn't that say it all? But apparently he's such a little sissy, he ran to Facebook. And so I'm in Facebook jail from, I can still post, but I can't do videos. So uh, everybody should be Facebooking Bob Crane, Robert Crane's uh, Facebook page. Uh, Bob works for me and uh, he lets us use uh, his account from time to time when things like this happen so that we actually can have a podcast today. Uh, We've got a good show for you today. I'm not going to talk local politics at all um, because we've got, everybody knows that uh, for a long time uh, I've been working with a, a local veterans group in Haverhill. And uh, people come to my were coming to my office all the time, dropping off hats and coats and food and stuff for the veterans. And we get it up to that place up in Haverhill. And since they're under new management, they just f- completely fallen apart. Um, so we have a, a new group that we're working with, and um, I'm really excited about this because Clearpath New England is doing all the things that the other place is not doing and should be doing. And um, and so I wanted to have them on the show to talk about the lo- the services that are available for local veterans. I can't tell you how many times we'd be out doing a homeless outreach on a Wednesday or Thursday night, and we'd find somebody who was living in a tent on the banks of the Merrimack River and was a veteran. And so I would call my friend Randy at like 2 in the morning and say, hey, listen, Randy, I got this guy. It's like 2 in the morning. I know you're sleeping. He says he's a veteran. And I asked him about his DD-214s. I gave him the little quiz that we give them to make sure they're not lying, just to get a free place to sleep for the night. And Randy would get in his car and climb down the banks of the Merrimack with me, talk with the guy, put him in his car, and take care of him. Um, and, uh, and so I know that um, 
Jason, who worked with Randy uh, uh, at that other place, is now working at Clear Path New England. So I wanted to have Jason and um, and and the people from Clear Path New England. Uh, Donna Bulger is with us. She's the are you the CEO, the head, the Chief Cook and Bottle Washer. I'm the executive director. Executive director. And what's your title, Jason? Uh, program Development Director. All right. So first, tell people what is Clear Path New England? What, what is it that you guys, what is your main mission? There you go. So we have um, several programs and services, but I think the cornerstone program is our peer program. So just exactly what you described, your phone call to Randy, mm-hmm. you know, Randy is the exact essence of a peer. Um, So when you find a veteran that has any sort of difficulty, um, they're looking towards another veteran to help them navigate what they should do next. They want someone who understands what they're going through. Exactly. And they don't need to explain a lot. They have that unspoken thing between them, Mm -hmm. and um, they're able to solve problems. So that's really the foundation of what Clear Path for Veterans is all about. Um, But we have a number of other programs that um, augment that. So we have a service dog training program. Mm -hmm. So we provide service dogs um, to veterans in the area. But we also do something I think a little unique is we provide free obedience training for veterans that own their own dog. Oh, nice. And we've had over 100 veterans come through that program. So often veterans say, let me get a dog. I'm going to get a German Shepherd. It will be so much fun. And then the German Shepherd eats their couch. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's... um, it's great to be able to provide that as a free service to veterans, mm-hmm. and it helps them in their relationship not only with their dog, but it mm-hmm. also helps them in their relationship with their family. So we love that program. We also have a number of wellness programs, so Reiki, acupuncture, um, massage, you know, anything that can give an alternative treatment for pain. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, veterans that come out of the service have chronic pain issues, sleep issues, and so we want to provide alternatives to um, opioids, for example, for treating pain. And uh, we do a lot of outreach. Um, The example that you gave, again, you know, you you found a veteran that was in need, and so we want to be out in the community. We don't want to be in our building. We want people to know that ClearPath is out there looking to help veterans, and the only way you can really do that is to be out there. And so Jason and the team, they're out all the time doing outreach. And I want to thank Jason, too, because we had another veteran that was um, at the bottom of the ramp on um, Sutton Street in North Andover for like two years. And he had a sign that said, um, homeless veteran, can you help? And I jumped out of my car and I put my finger in his face and said, you're not an effing veteran. Get rid of that sign. And he pulled out his DD-214 out of his pocket and I felt like this big. So I called Randy. Randy wasn't around. I called Jason and Jason helped. And so for me, to be not a veteran who's out in the community but sees that there might be a veteran in need, to know that I've got somebody 24-7 that I can call if I find a guy on the street is invaluable. Because a lot of, and we, it took us, what, almost a year to get that guy, to get that guy some help? He kept saying, yeah, I want help, I want help. But if you don't get them that second, the next thing they're thinking about is their next fix if they're on the street. Correct. And so you've got, when they say I'm ready to go, you've got to take them right there that minute because exactly. if you don't, then it's going to be, it took us almost a year to get that guy. Um, we finally did, thanks to you guys. Um, so, so it's very, it's invaluable for those of us in the community who like, would like to help you guys to have someone that we can just pick up the phone at any time and say, hey, look, we've got a guy. And know that there are people who are willing to not just respond, but actually put them on the path to helping them like, turn their life around. Correct. And so thank you for what you're doing, because I think that that's invaluable. I think every member of the community should have their eye out for people that need help mm-hmm. and, you know, get them the help that they need. So our phone number is 
8800. And we have a veteran that answers that phone. Can you give that to me again? 978-384-8800. All right. And we have a veteran, uh, Brandon Bregel, who runs our peer program, who answers that phone. And um, he answers it any any time of the day or night. And um, it rings a lot. And it doesn't matter what the problem is. Sometimes a small problem can really fester into a very big problem. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is get those small problems fixed so that the veterans can move on and, and progress forward in life. Now, do you guys also have um, a housing program if someone needs a place to live? So Clear Path for Veterans ourselves, we don't have a housing program, but our peers know where all the housing programs are. Okay. So when a veteran comes, if that's what they need, the guys know how you to You still have a network that. that you can reach out to of people that can help them get into a place. Correct. Right. We yeah. have uh, we have a list of permanent supportive housing um, within within the Commonwealth that we work with. Um, one of our great partners, Chelmsford Housing, just opened up a 54-unit um, um, uh, permanent supportive housing on Devons, which is for 62 and older. Um, so we were able to help about seven veterans apply for that housing. Five were selected. Nice. Um, so it's, you know, building relationships, building those partnerships with uh, those that have permanent supportive housing or the transitional housing and utilizing those relationships to, to help a veteran. I think one of the things that people think of when they think of a veteran is they think of a 90-year-old guy that was in you know World War II or Korea. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing on the street is much younger veterans that they just don't even know what's available to them, and so they're just wandering. I mean, they've got, they've got no idea like what is available to help them, which is why I think it's important that the Valley Patriot and that this program help do that kind of outreach to let them know that there are that there is a place where you can go. Like you don't have to be overwhelmed with how do I get an apartment? How do I find a place to live? I have no insurance. I mean, you know, once once you're off the grid, we 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 work with um, um, a lot of homeless people who after after dealing with them, you realize how insurmountable it is in their head to be able to get back to normal because they've left an apartment where they owed money on their electric bill and their heating bill and their and their um, Verizon bill. And so they can't get an apartment and just turn on all the because they still owe all this money from previous places that they've lived, and it becomes it becomes so insurmountable that they don't they don't think they can get out of it, and you guys have a path for them to get out of it. Absolutely, that's why we're Clear Path, right? And that's what we're trying to do is is that anyone, pun was not intended. It was pretty brilliant, I think. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but anyone who walks in the front door, we we will help them. If we don't provide the service ourselves, we know Fine. where we can get them the service. Right. But we don't want to lose them. Um, we want to stick with them. There will be bumps on the road. It's not an easy road. No, it's not. Um, there's a lot. Uh, you know, we've met veterans who have lost their house, lost their finances, lost their family, and, you know, they don't have any hope. And, you know, we give them hope and we help work with them. And it takes, it's a long road, but we're going to be there for them. Right. So, so not only do we provide the wellness and wraparound services, but we're also helping them and guiding them, you know, in their transition, whether it's homelessness or um, not, you know, having employment to sustain their housing or, mm -hmm. or food security. So we're able to provide a lot of those services to assist them uh, in moving forward. So where are you guys located? If there's somebody in Methuen who's a veteran who is, maybe they're not homeless yet, but maybe they're about to be, maybe they're in a really bad position, they're about to lose their house or something's going wrong in their life. Is there someplace locally that they can walk into and talk to somebody or do they have to call you guys down in Devons? So um, we have this great relationship in Methuen with Methuen Cares. 
Okay. Right. And so that's the place where locally veterans are starting to identify. I could go there and I can I I can get some help there. Right. And then we are available in Devons if mm-hmm. you know if the referral comes our way. And I, I also live in the community, so you can okay. call me anytime. All right, great. Because so. what I'm what I'm thinking is if you guys have like some kind of a satellite area like you have with with uh, with um, say it again, what's it called? Methuen Cares. Methuen Cares. Um, that if you had some of these satellite offices, it would be a lot easier to get people who don't think that they have any hope, who don't think that there's anything for them, and, and, and maybe get them in. So that's our goal, is we start in Central Mass, and then we start to expand mm-hmm. so that there's representatives in every community. That's our vision. So if you're, if you're a veteran, and even if you're not in Methuen, if you're a veteran and you're in Lawrence and you're having trouble, you can go to the uh, Methuen Cares um, talk to Randy and he can network them with you and you guys can help them out. Correct. That's great. So having that, having that jump off point up in Methuen, whereas you guys are way out in Devons is tremendous for mm-hmm. the community, for the Merrimack Valley. And it's not just from, I just want to make sure that nobody thinks it's just from Methuen veterans. No, no, we actually, we, we do have some satellite offices. Uh, we have a satellite office in Manchester and Bedford as well. Manchester, Mass? New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. Oh, great. So you're all the way up to, correct. And was the other one Bedford? Bedford. Oh, great. At the VA hospital. Oh, okay. So with those two plus Methuen, you guys are pretty pretty well covered. Well, not yet. I mean, that's a great start, but yeah. we want to, like I said, we really do want to be in every community. Right. Talk about some of the uh, programs that you guys offer that uh, people might not know about. So um, we purchased the former Army Hospital on Devons. Mm-hmm. It's a 22,000 square foot building. And in that building, it's under renovation. It will be completed in two months. Um, we have a culinary program, so we'll have meals twice a week, a place where veterans can come, have a meal together, and collaborate on what that path forward is, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether I want to enhance my career or I'm trying to find a better home or a better situation for my family. Um, we have the service dog pro- program and the canine training program there. Um, we also have a yoga studio, a mindfulness studio. I'm trying to picture a bunch of... 55-year-old veterans doing yoga. So the interesting thing about that is we're the second clear path for veterans facility. The first one is up in upstate New York. And what happens is the veterans come in the building for the meal, and they start talking, and they say, well, did you try that yoga? You know, actually, that yoga really works out well for chronic pain. Oh, wow. And they're in a yoga studio with guys and gals just like them. Right. So um, it's, a, it's a setting that they're more likely to take part of in right. those kinds of activities. How did Clear Path New England start? How did this, how did this get rolling? So um, I'm a retiree from the U.S. Army. I'm a civilian. I didn't serve. Um, so I knew a lot of veterans mm-hmm. in my career, and I knew a lot of the struggles they had when they got out. And um, my husband is an ambassador for a program called Fairways for Freedom, where they take wounded veterans to Ireland to golf. Oh, nice. And um, he met the folks from Clearpath, New York there. And we didn't really understand what it was all about, so we went to visit. And it's a very special place. It's You come in the front door and you just feel like you're in a place where people care about you. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to recreate that. Do you guys also offer services for active duty military if someone's active duty and they need um, psychological services, if they have problems with their paperwork for their health care mm-hmm. or anything like that? Do you guys are also helping? Yes. Yeah. And so we're on Devons and there's an active unit 
that's on Devon's, but um, we do provide everything that we do is for service members, mm -hmm. for veterans, but also for their families. families. Because the families served right alongside and have some of the same challenges, mm -hmm. and there aren't a lot of programs that focus on the families. Talk, talk about the families, because um, a lot of times we don't, right? We think about the veteran, and we're not thinking mm -hmm. about his wife or his kid or his stepkid or whatever. Um, talk about that. What, 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 what is it that you can do for some of the family members of some of the veterans that are having problems? So we can join them with other family members who have gone through a transition, mm -hmm. and they can help guide them. Um, you know, when the veteran is going through something, the whole family is going through it. And when they get out the other side, you want the family to be able to support each other. So they have to be part of the process. Right. And so they're as welcome in the building um, for any of our programs as the veterans are. Yeah, that's part of the su supportive services, Tommy. Um, so supportive services not only is for the veteran, but for the whole family. So if someone came in that was a family member that um, may not ha be gainfully employed, we can help that family member as well find employment to help the whole unit, the whole family as a unit. Mm -hmm. So, so you got, so you went and you visited this place in New York and and saw how special it was. How did you then? create Clear Path New England, did you, did you partner with them or did you kind of start it up on your own? Is it like a franchise like McDonald's where you can kind of um, a, do a your little, own Clear Path somewhere else? A, a little bit. Um, so upstate New York is very different than Massachusetts, New mm -hmm. England area. It's so, a whole different world up there. So um, they had the template for the programs and the services. And so we've taken that template, but we're as we're doing in Methuen, we're starting to do needs assessments to get identify from the veterans what are the things that they need. Because mm -hmm. we're not just focused on solving problems. We're focused on sustaining wellness. So right. whatever it is that they think they need, we want to be able to provide that. So if you've got a, um, um, a veteran, we had a veteran in Lawrence a couple of years ago who was about to lose his home. And one of the local veterans, JT Torres, found out about it, got a bunch of veterans together, they went in, they cleaned out his house, they talked to the bank, they got the bank to, to amortize his, his, his mortgage. I think they actually paid it off, right, Randy? Didn't they pay off his mortgage? They paid off his mortgage for him. He was a little bit of a, a hoarder. So they went in and they cleaned his place out and they, they had fumigated and he lived like in, in the middle of South Lawrence. He lived, on, I think, on Brookfield Street. Um, is that something that you guys w would also be able to do if you've got a veteran that's not homeless, they don't necessarily need food or a dog? But they're in some kind of financial crisis. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we have referral networks mm -hmm. for assisting. Definitely There's all kinds of yep. programs available that most veterans don't know about. Jason, tell me about what you do every day. My job every day is, um, you know, uh, program development, partnerships, relationships, uh, maintaining those relationships. That's one of the most important things you can do uh, in this line of work is mm -hmm. maintain the relationships with your state, your local, and uh, federal partners. Um, so my day-to-day -day job is is just that: developing homeless uh, homeless outreach programs, working with our VA partners, um, finding that next permanent supportive um, housing opportunity that can you know help our veterans. Um, working um, Mondays and Tuesday Tuesdays at the Empowerment Center in Methuen, um, Wednesdays down with Donna, working uh, on grant strategies. So I do a lot of the um, strategizing with Donna as far as funding. 
So our next. Tell one. me about some of your success stories. I'm sure. But how long have you been? Have you been doing this now? So the um, nonprofit was stood up in 2017. Okay, so you've been around for about three years. I'm sure you've got some success stories you'd love to talk about. Sure. Um, well, in the service dog program, it's always uh, an it's an incredible program. Mm-hmm. The bond between canines and uh, people is just amazing. So we've uh, seen veterans that have come through the program that were unable to leave their homes. Um, so much anxiety, they couldn't go to the grocery store. And um, we get them a service dog. We had a young woman. Um, she got a service dog, and she had a very difficult time communicating even with me. Um, but by the time she was matched with the service dog, she came and did a presentation with us wow. in front of 100 people. Wow. And there's no way that she would have done that prior to being connected with the service dog. Um, In the benefits area, so many veterans, they earn these benefits, but they don't take advantage of them because they don't know about them. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a uh, homeless veteran in, uh, I forget the town, it was just in in southern New Hampshire, that um, we found in the wintertime, and he was being evicted, but he was very ill. So... We got him to the VA, got him an appointment. He didn't have any VA benefits, got him his VA benefits, and they found out he was had lung cancer. Wow. And he would have been out on the road. He, he, would, he would have died that winter had we not crossed paths with him. And um, got him into uh, stable housing, got his benefits, so he had stable income coming in. And, um, you know, so that really, it just warms your heart when you know that you can make that kind of a difference. Right. Do you guys take donations of um, food, clothing? Uh, people are always dropping stuff off because they know that I work with House of Mercy and TMF. I have, like, this morning I woke up and I went out to get my mail and there was two bags of clothes sitting outside my door with a little note saying, make sure that this gets where it needs to go. Um, do, you, do you guys do that as well? Do you have, like, a... So right now, because the building is under renovation, we have all of our stuff in storage. Mm-hmm. We don't have a place to take those donations. But whenever you have anything, let Jason and Randy know because we might know someone who needs it that we can get mm-hmm. it to. And I, and, I, and I appreciate last night um, Randy and Jason showed up at the TMF Family Dinner for the Homeless that we do every Wednesday night with some brand new jackets. For I guess you guys had had given them to the veterans, and you had some left over, and you wanted to make sure that it went to people who needed them, and uh, and so we drove after TMF last night. We drove around to all the little tent cities and gave them out. They were so grateful, and I want you guys to know how grateful okay. they were. Some of the people on the streets, they just scumbags, and they just out for themselves. But there's a lot of people on the streets who they 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 appreciate the help that people give them when they reach out, and it gives them hope to maybe go on another day and maybe try and turn their life around. That's awesome. Um, TMF, just to give a free shout-out, they've gotten 34 people off the streets into detox and into housing over the last three years, That's which amazing. is amazing That's when you amazing. consider, uh, and I don't want to make this too political, but I get so angry when I watch Democrats run for office. They, all, Lawrence is represented all by Democrats, right? From the mayor, the city council, the school committee, the state reps, the state senators, the, they're, all, they're all Democrats. They all run every year on the backs of the poor. We're going to help the downtrodden. And yet, when we're out there every day, we never see them, ever. We never see them. And we see these kids at TMF who, they said, screw the politicians. We don't need their help. They went out on their own. And these are kids like who live in the Essex Project, Hancock Project. Some of them don't have much more than the people they're helping, mm-hmm. which I find amazing. And they just decided to go out and do it. And it's so funny that people who have so much give so little. 
And people who have so little give so much. I was talking to Nancy about this last mm -hmm. night. We know people who are, who are struggling, who show up at my office and want to donate something. And then there are people that I call that are business people in the community and they say, hey, listen, we're doing this TMF thing. And oh yeah, put me down for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm happy for the hundred, but you know, I mean, it, it, it's so bizarre that the people who have the most give so little and the people who have the least give so much. You guys must see that with, with what you're doing. That's how I started. Uh, back in 2008, me and my family became homeless and um, I went searching for help for veteran services. Um, I ended up, I ended up falling into the path of John Racker, Command Master Chief John Racker. God and, bless him. And he um, he was able to guide me in a direction to sustain myself and my family. Mm -hmm. And after I was, you know, had that sustainability, he said, well, "How about how about you know coming to work for me?" And you know, because I could see your empathy towards these veterans mm -hmm. and, and what you can bring to the table. And so a decade later, here I am with Cleopath and, and doing that and continuing my service. That's, that's what I think of it as, mm -hmm. continuation of my service. So. so do you guys have job training programs if, if there's a veteran that's kind of on their way to uh, being not homeless and, and you know, they have got some housing, but they need, they need work? Do you guys have like job training or job placement for some of the veterans that come to you? So as soon as the building reopens, you know, we have this industrial kitchen mm -hmm. and we have people who are willing to step up and help us train veterans in food service work, train them to be cooks and chefs and um, ready for careers in the restaurant industry, but providing them a safe environment to learn where they can come in and prepare the meals and serve the meals in a place where they can really mm -hmm. feel comfortable. Um, but we are connected with Mass Hire mm -hmm. and we'll provide whatever job training We'll connect people with whatever job training they need. Right. Yeah. Over the over the past year, we've been able to build a um, network of around 150 veteran-friendly employers that um, are looking for veterans. You know, so if if there's any veterans that need any of that assistance, whether it's resume working, um, job interviewing skills, um, clothing, if they need clothing for an interview, we're able to to make that referral to get them you know, into a nice uh, suit or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's very important so they can look good, you know, going mm -hmm. into that interview and feel confident about, you know, uh, their sustainability. That's great. So how do you guys fund what you do? How is it that um, you're able to do all of this stuff? Yeah. So um, I saw the smile when I was asking the question. Maybe that was a bad question. Yeah. To ask. It's no, but, question. Uh, you know, it kind of goes back to your other question about some people have so much. Mm -hmm. um, so my husband and I are not veterans. Um, my husband is a business owner, has owned a business in Massachusetts for his entire life. And, you know, we feel that we've enjoyed some great opportunity because of the freedoms we have in our country. And there are people who went overseas and served to protect that for us. And to us, this is just doing our small part. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a retiree. I'll never take a penny of salary from ClearPath. That's not what it's about. Um, my husband and I will put whatever we need to into it to, mm -hmm. you know, to make it run. It's but great to see that kind of dedication when the other place is trying to go for profit. Like when I heard that other place was going for, for they were going to try and go for profit. I was, I'm not even a veteran and I was so angry. I'm like, they're going to try and make money off freaking homeless veterans. Are you kidding me? And I called some people over there and said, listen, I heard this. It can't be true. And they're like, yeah, it's true. I was shocked. Mm -hmm. So thank you for doing that because there are people out there trying to make money on homeless veterans and, 
The fact yeah. that you're not doing that is, yeah, I think, gives a lot more credence and credibility to Clearpath New England. So we did all the fundraising to buy the building. We have a construction loan for the renovation program, and you know nobody has been giving us money necessarily to do that. We've been doing fundraising. Um, my husband works in the insurance industry, has for 40 years, and um, you know went to the people that he works with and said to them, "Hey, you know we've had it good, and uh, if you trust me, we've worked together for 40 years. You know." If I'm going to commit to this, then it will be something special. So um, a lot of the insurance companies stepped up, and um, we feel like once we have the building and people see what we are offering there, that then funding for programs will, will become easier to get. How long before the building's done? It'll be done in November. In November. And then once, once that's up and running, then you guys hit the ground running right away. Right away. Yeah. So we have a tenant, uh, Veterans and First Responder Healthcare, they're mental health professionals that will have a wing in our building. So it will truly be wraparound services so people can come in for mental health support, but also get all the other support services that we offer. Outside of the VA. Also outside of the VA. Do you work with the VA too if someone needs VA benefits and their, their paperwork's screwed up? I hear yeah. so many veterans say, my paperwork is screwed up. I want to go to the VA. I just can't deal with the paperwork issue. They get so overwhelmed by mm -hmm. stacks of paperwork that you know they, they filled it all out and they didn't check one box and all of a sudden they're in trouble with the VA. Yeah, we'll, we'll have office space dedicated to VA um, social workers at the building, uh, whether they're in mental health or um, a VASH supportive housing voucher uh, program. Mm -hmm. you know, they can come and meet a client, meet their veteran at our building. Um, so it'll, it'll, it'll be good. And they'll be able to get help with those benefit forms mm -hmm. because it is confusing. Talk a little bit about, I know you talked a little bit about the canines, but can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I've got a friend, Donnie Jarvis. I don't know if you know Donnie. Um, he's up in Newberry, and he does a lot of veteran stuff. Um, he's got a service dog, Mocha, whom I love to death. Just just mm. awesome. Um, and I watched the turnaround in his personality. He did three tours, was injured all three times, came back, kept going back to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and when, they finally, when he finally got hurt the last time, he, he had a lot of issues, and they gave him a service dog. And just watching the turnaround in his attitude, his, his mentality, his motivation – it's, it was huge. I mean, it was, it was like a whole different person. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So um, we actually have an ambassador dog named Penny, mm -hmm. and she's in the building all the time. And even when we get frustrated, we can go to her, and she's just a calming what kind horse. of What kind of dog is it? A lab. Okay. She's a copper lab. Um, so the it's just almost magical when you see that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, but the challenge is we have a waiting list of about 60 veterans, uh, and we can only train so many dogs at a time. Right. So um, we've got, we have a brand new puppy that came last week, mm -hmm. Johnny Rowe, named after a service member from Lemonster that lost his life in uh, Iraq. I think it was Iraq. Um, and then we have three, new, three more puppies coming the end of the month. So it's a lot of work yeah. when you have a bunch of puppies running around. Now, who's doing the training? Are the volunteers doing the training? Do you need volunteers? Do you need dogs? So we have a, we have a grant that supports our trainers, but we do need puppy fosters. So okay. we need people that are willing to come in and volunteer, work with the trainers, and then give them a break from the puppies from time to time. Mm -hmm. So you're fostering... Fostering the puppy, somebody will take them in for a little while, feed them, make sure that they're okay, and before they finally get the dog as like a permanent dog. Correct. Okay. It may not be their dog though. You, you may take a, a puppy to foster, and it may not end up with you. Okay. Yeah, we usually have the puppy fosters. Usually come from the community. They're community mm -hmm. members who mm -hmm. want to do yeah. this, and um, it takes two years to train a service dog. 
So it's a, a, a big investment. And you don't want to give an untrained dog to a veteran. Right. They right. need it to be. What do you need most? My, my, my followers and my readers are so generous. It's unbelievable. Like I said, even this morning, I opened my door and there's two bags of clothes. Um, and they're always looking to give. There's a lot of people out there looking to give, they don't, but they don't know how. They don't know how to help. Um, what, do you, what are you in, in most need of? Is it financial donations? Is it volunteers? Is it clothing and food for your, for your kitchen? Um, what is Or maybe all of them. Who knows? So, um, sure, obviously fundraising. Um, this has been a challenging year for us because we usually have five or six events and they've all been canceled. Right. Um, we have this great dog festival in November that is canceled, but it's a big fundraiser for us, uh, for the dog program. But I would say one of our biggest needs, because we keep talking about it, is we really need a van. We need a van to be able to transport veterans to their appointments, to help them with their benefits, and also to bring the puppies out for public outings, because mm -hmm. that's really important. So that's that's a big need that's on our list. Um, you know, and how do they donate? Do they go to the website? Do they call you on the phone? Do they show up? It's easiest to do it through the website. There's a donate button, and you can donate with your credit card. Um, but you can also mail in um, donations. Okay. All that information's on our website. And the website is ClearPath. Was it ClearPathNewEngland.com or .net? ClearPathNE.org. Clearpath .org. Correct. Okay, yeah. great. So um, I know how Jason got involved. I know how you got involved. You explained how you started it. Is it what you thought it was going to be three years ago when you started this, when, when you, you, know, you all kind of got together and figured we want to do this? Is it what you wanted? Is, is it what you expected? It is. Um, it's a lot of work. It's, there's a lot of setbacks. And I think a pivotal point for us was when we met Jason. Um, That's usually a pivotal point for most people, <laughs> in, a, um, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, his experience is, is something that we didn't have on our staff. And we were focused on the building. Mm -hmm. And um, the building is a big project. But having Jason with his experience come on board to help guide the direction of the programs and services and mm -hmm. the connections that he's made in the communities has really been pivotal for us. Right. But how yeah, it's everything that we, we want to do. How many do. people do you have working at ClearPath? So we have nine employees. Some are full-time, some are part-time. And how many volunteers? So we have a roster of about 100 volunteers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And are they all veterans or are some of them like schmoes like me who just want to help? Yeah, just so people who want to help. I'm yeah. sorry about the smoke. It's family okay. members, family members of veterans, um, veterans themselves, um, just average Joes. Right. I want to thank our sponsors here on the Paying Attention podcast. I didn't do that at the beginning. I want to make sure we get them all in. McLennan Real Estate, we appreciate Sam and, uh, and Matt and Janet and everybody at McLennan Real Estate. And they're good people, too. They help us with the... Um, Family Dinner for the Homeless on Wednesday nights with uh, TMF. AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams at AFC Urgent Care is just tremendous in the community. Um, she's donated a, a lot to Methuen, and we appreciate her. If you want to get a COVID test, you can uh, go on their website. You can book an appointment, and usually that day or the next day, you can go in uh, and get your, your COVID test. And I think it's still at no cost. I think the government is still picking up the, um, the deductible on your insurance. EIS investigations, you can get gun training. You can, uh, if, you have, if you think your wife's cheating on you or something, you can hire them to follow her around. They do investigations. They do gun training. Uh, my, my good pal, Don Smerglio, over at Borelli's Deli. We love Borelli's Deli. And, uh, and if, if you don't believe me, because uh, there's a bunch of delis in the Merrimack Valley, go to Borelli's Deli just one day. 
Look, look, look through the counter. Look through the glass. Look at all the meats that there are. Buy some stuff. You'll, you'll go. You'll be back twice a week, like I am. Clear Path, New England. We appreciate uh, you guys also sponsoring the show. Uh, Lenny Mera, state representative. Uh, Lenny's a Republican running with Donald Trump at the top of the ticket in Massachusetts, so he could be in trouble. Um, we want to make sure that uh, if if you live in the Newberry area, the Haverhill area, Grove and Georgetown. Um, Please not only give Lenny Mara a vote, but if you can go on his website and make a donation, he could certainly use it to buy ads in the Valley Patriot. So that's kind of self-serving on my end, but please do it anyway. And a free shout out to North End of a Car Wash. We're going to do our Car Wash Caravan, I think, on Monday. We get a bunch of people together and we all go get our car wash at the same time because Bobby's a good guy over at North End of a Car Wash. And um, he and his wife, uh, they, they had a hard time during COVID. The town tried to shut them down. And he was like, wait a minute, Hafner's is open down the street. Are you going to be closing them down? And they're like, no. He's like, well, then I'm not, I'm not closing. Like, you're, you're going to close me, but you're not going to close my competition. What's that all about? So he stayed open, and they gave him a hard time, but he stayed, so which is good. And Don Seintek, Don and the North End of a Merchants Association have been very good to this program and very good to the Valley Patriot. Um, you guys at, uh, at Clearpath New England have a real tough job because there are so many veterans out there to service and only so many people to service them. And with you guys coming on the scene, it definitely helps, but there are so many others out there. Uh, with, this, with this building expansion, are you looking to expand even more as you go forward? Oh, uh, you know, absolutely. We want to be able to um, network with other nonprofits that share our value system um, because then you can leverage resources mm -hmm. and, and, and get the best uh, benefits for the veterans. Um, but we're looking to, to grow in the program in New York, they have 40 employees, so we see ourselves at least hitting that mark easily and probably even more. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thanks for coming. That's all I got. Thank you for having <laughs> us. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. So we'll, we'll have, um, every month we'll have a different program. Mm -hmm. Come on your podcast. Oh, yeah, we want, we, want to, we want to highlight as many programs as we can that you have. Correct. I, I figured today would be kind of like an overview show. Correct. Um, but I'd like to get a little bit down in the weeds. We do have some time, if you, if you don't mind, like going into like talking about some of the details of some of the programs that you do. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if we just let the program managers do that. Yeah, so we have the program. You know, when's the next one? Is that Michael? It's going to be next month um, for the Methuen Needs Assessment. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great project yeah. that we have a veteran, uh, Michael Mullen, who will be on the show mm -hmm. next month. He'll talk about the um, needs assessment that we're doing in the city mm -hmm. with, uh, with the mayor, which is a, just an, a great program. Do you guys get discouraged at all working with veterans who have gone off and served their country so valiantly and then come home and get treated like such shit by their, by their, their government? I mean, I, I love America, right? I'm the most patriotic guy there is. But I'm not even a veteran, and I see the way that the veterans are treated, or the way they're not treated. Mm -hmm. And it's infuriating for me. It's got to be discouraging for you guys. So we try not to get discouraged because I think we're there to make a difference. And I think that um, we will be a safe place to go that veterans know. There'll be a flagpole in the front yard that they'll know that will be raised every day. Mm -hmm. And um, they can come and get recharged at our building. Yeah. Frustrated at all about? No. Um, I, I think this is a, a great um, opportunity for growth. Um, I think that um, the location on Devons is ideal. When when you drive onto Devons and you see um, the surroundings, it, it's familiar to a veteran because they're you know uh, they've served on a base, they've they've been around it um, for you know their career, 
and to have our building there, it's it's just it's home. Right. So how about transportation? If you've got somebody in, you know, maybe they're not in Methuen, maybe they're in Andover, maybe they're in Reading, right? Somewhere in between where you guys are and where Randy is up in Methuen. Do you guys have a transportation program to try and get them to you, to try and get them to their job or trying to get them? So that's one of the reasons why Donna had brought up the donation of a van, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we do need transportation. A lot of us are running uh, folks to medical appointments or you know bringing, in, bringing them in for um, uh, services, claims, whatever the case may be. And you know um, if we had a transportation service, that would be extremely helpful right. in, in... So you guys are looking for a van? We're looking for a van. Well, listen, we know lots of people who own transportation companies in the Merrimack Valley, and we'll put it out there, and we'll see if maybe we can't get you a van. And we'd wrap it, and we'd put pictures of puppies on it. Oh, you would? That would be be cool. And maybe the name of the person who donates. Absolutely. Just to try and help them out. Yeah, Yeah, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. So so I asked you if you were frustrated, and you're not. So this must be very fulfilling then. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating for me when I see the way some of the veterans are treated, but you guys must just feel the fulfillment on the other end that you're actually helping. Well, you know, I mean, there there is there are times we get discouraged when we see things that um, don't fit the way that that we, as an organization, our value system mm-hmm. in terms of how we treat veterans. But we don't get distracted. We we've got to stay focused on um, helping one veteran at a time, and. It'll become cumulative, and um, it is very rewarding. When you do, you say you had some fundraisers you had to cancel. Are you doing any kind of like virtual fundraisers in the future where uh, we can share that out on our Facebook page and we can try and get you guys? The Journey Home 5K is our uh, road race that we usually do on Veterans Day. And so this year we have a week that we're doing it virtually, and we're asking people to post their runs. So to sign up, they'll get a T-shirt, a finisher's medal, and we like to get them to post pictures of the run they did. Mm-hmm. And so they can run anywhere. That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward when all this COVID nonsense is over, when we can all go back to raising money, right? Because yeah. I had to cancel my bash a week before the bash. Um, and if you guys are having two or three fundraisers a year and you haven't been able to do that, it's been, you know, since March, right? Since everything's closed right. down. Um, it's got to be impeding your progress. It is. It's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Are, there, are there other grants that are available? Are there other ways that you can try and augment that funding? So that's what um, Jason and I spend a lot of time looking at uh, grant opportunities and developing good proposals, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of work. Um, How about working with like local VSOs and trying to find ways to kind of utilize what they're doing in each community and, and, and getting them on board with what you guys are doing? That's, that's really the first step, Tommy, right. utilizing your VSO within your city, um, city or town. Right. I mean, that's the first avenue I, I directly go to because they're going to provide things that we can't provide. Um, they're going to be able to provide a financial assistance, um, chapter 115, if they're, you know, if the veteran's eligible, mm-hmm. um, which would help sustain in general. Sure. So for us, that's my, my first stop, mm-hmm. you know, VA obviously would be my second stop as far as, you know, um, nationally accredited, you know, services from the VA. Now you guys so, work with the VA, obviously you, you partner with them and you, mm-hmm. and you do a lot of stuff with them. Um, there's been a lot of political talk cause it's an election, um, about what uh, this administration has or hasn't done for the VA. So I just wanted to ask you without, you know, I don't, whatever, whatever your politics are, I don't care. But have you seen, because you're working with the VA, have you seen an improvement in the VA in the last four years? Is it kind of just window dressing and it's kind of the same? Or are they making some serious improvements in the way that they're treating our homeless veterans, not homeless veterans, but sick veterans? 
I can honestly vouch for the VA. Um, I, I utilize the VA for all my healthcare. I've never had an issue. Really? But you do hear the horror stories. Right. You do hear um, issues um, with with time, waiting times, you know, for appointments, things of that nature. But it's one of the largest healthcare systems in the in the United States. You think about it, right? And um, you know, they they are getting better. Um, I know the VA, um, the government puts out a lot of money to the VA to help with supportive services and homeless veterans, um, suicide prevention. Um, so I, I, I believe personally that they're making a difference. Is, you know, is the system difference. that the current president set up whereby if you have to wait a certain time, you can go to any doctor and, and, and it'll pay or go to a hospital Correct. and it'll get paid? I mean, because I'm hearing both. I have, I have one veteran in front of mine that says, yeah, but it's, a, it's really kind of a scam. You got to call an 800 number. You're waiting just as long. And then I have other veterans say, no, it's great. I made two phone calls and I was in. So I was just wondering what you guys thought about any of that. I think it has to do with the effort. How much effort does someone want to put in? Um, I know I had to make a phone call. I had to go to the ER. I had to make a phone call within 72 hours just to get that reimbursed. Mm -hmm. It'd be nice if it was less than 72 hours, but that's still not bad considering what what it used to be. Um, And and I'm always just looking for whatever the truth is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you guys come on and said, no, Trump is full of crap and and it's it's no better than it was before, it's all window dressing, uh, then that would be my story, right? Because what the facts are is what the facts are. I I think people do. There are are still veterans that need help navigating the system. Mm -hmm. And they get frustrated, easily frustrated, and walk away from a process Mm -hmm. because it gets cumbersome. But that's what we want to be there to help them with. Because I'm one of those guys. If I have to fill out like five forms... By my second form, I'm overwhelmed. Like, what if I what if I just just checked one wrong box? Mm-hmm. I just wasted all of my time doing this. Yep. So I can't even imagine somebody with PTSD or a returning veteran that's got a, you know other problems. How overwhelmed they must be. Yep. That's yeah. one. Of, that's one of the ideal pieces of our um, our peer program. Our peers will walk a, a veteran through all you know that whole paperwork process, navigating the system. Mm-hmm. So, and if we take a veteran to the VA for an appointment, we don't leave them. You don't leave them. No. They, we stay with them till they get into their oh, appointment. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Any closing thoughts? Give the phone number again, the website. Um, anything that you want to leave people with today? So thank you for having us on. Uh, this is a great opportunity for us to continue to get our message out to even broader communities. Um, we look forward to coming back each month and sharing even more about what we're doing. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the answers you gave me on this show and we're going to put it together and put a story together for the next print edition of the Valley Patriot. Because what, what, what we try to do with the show is the synchronicity of the paper, the internet stuff, and the podcast, and try and, and, try and merge it all together so that you're getting as, mu- as many eyeballs as possible on whatever that story is. We so. appreciate that. Thank you. So if there's anybody out there that would like to donate, they can visit our website at www.clearpathne.org. Um, if they would like more information on ClearPath, they can visit um, inf- or email at info at clearpathne.org. Oh, great. Um, and, and you can reach out anytime. Uh, Brandon answers the phone at mm-hmm. 978-384-8800. 24 hours? 24 hours he answers great. the phone. Donna Bulger, Jason Gilbert, I appreciate you guys coming in for... Um, for the first time, right? At least. And right. we're going to have you in, you know, as we go and hopefully your numbers are going to grow and we'll be able to talk about what some of that success is. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we love having you here. I really appreciate what you guys do for the veterans as well as Randy, even though technically you guys aren't, he doesn't work for you, but I know you guys do a lot of stuff together. Um, it, 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 I think it means a lot to the veterans in the community and their family, but it also means a lot to the people who aren't veterans, but who see a veteran in the community that needs help and has no idea what to do. How do I help this person? 
you give them that reach. You give them that, you know, that bridge to if they can call you. And I, and I believe me, I'll be spreading the word to all of the people that do homeless work in Lawrence Haverhill and, and the Haverhill area, Lawrence area, uh, to make sure that you guys are the ones that get called because it's it's so. And I hate to be negative. People are like, well, why are you always so negative? But I'm, I'm just so disappointed with what's happening in Haverhill. And we really thought that was such a great organization until John Radka passed away. And then it just got, it just, it, I'm not going to go on about it. But um, I, 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 it makes me appreciate what you guys do more, you know, because I saw what John was doing. And I, you worked with John. And I know Randy did too. Um, and, and I know what his mission was. And I see what their mission is now over there. And it's just sad. Uh, you know, um after John passed, I, I believe that, you know, he passed on that blueprint, you know, his vision to mm -hmm. many of us. Um, a lot of us don't work there anymore, but the mission still stays the same. Right. So, um, you know, that continued service, having empathy for our brothers and sisters. Sure. Um, and, and just, you know, help, you know, making sure our veterans are taken care of. So Great. Right. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate Thanks for it. Having us. I want to thank Ben Kitchen, our fine, fine producer. Uh, I want to thank McLennan Real Estate, Love, Sam, uh, Janet, and Matt. Uh, I want to thank AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams, uh, Marstan and Sun Construction. I forgot that on the last read-through. Uh, Marstan and Sun Construction. If you need a porch fixed or a roof fixed, give them a call. They'll take care of you. Make sure you tell them that you saw the ad in the Paying Attention podcast. They'll give you a good discount. Uh, Climate Design Systems, Borelli's Deli. State Representative Lenny Mira out of Newberry, Clearpath, New England, and a free shout out to North End of a Car Wash and Don's Sign Tech. Thank you also to Dave Garafalo here at so the. If I could oh, I'm sorry, you go right for ahead. One moment. Yes. Um, so this is the beginning of our journey together, but I did yes. want to present you with a Clearpath for Veterans Memorial Coin. Oh, that coin. is so nice. I have a whole bunch of these. And I'm going to put this one. I need like a little book now because I've got a, I've got a bunch of them. I'm going to put this right in the front. Thank you so much. That yeah, means a lot. Yeah, if you look at the back, it has a paw print on it. So you'll. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. And the branches of service. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate what you do for veterans. Clearpath New England. Make sure you look them up, and we'll have a story in the next Valley Patriot for you guys. Uh, we will see you next week. The following week after that, we're going to have uh, Methuen Mayor Neil Perry will be with us, and then the following week, the following week, that's the one you don't want to miss. Because that's going to be my girl, Christina Lynn, is going to be here. And she's going to be talking about addiction and recovery and, um, and what you can do to try and keep hope if you're in a bad situation. She spoke last night at TMF. It was amazing. Um, she, I think she's got the, uh, the public speaking bug now. So we're going to try and have her on the show. And if it works out, then we'll try and have her on, you know, maybe on a regular basis. So thank you very much, everybody, for, for listening. For, it, please... Uh, friend Robert Crane on Facebook so that um, when I'm in Facebook jail on my page, you can still find stuff. Thank you, Ben. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.